Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Vanity Ultra Podcast. And yo, we have a special, special, special guest for you, ladies and gentlemen, today. We have someone who I've been following for quite some time now. Um, you know, I've had a just a major interest when it comes to like DJs and music. And whenever I came across her work and I came across her social media page, I always like really favored how she orchestrated everything as far as like her curation curation when it comes to her page and everything of that nature and she kills it with her mixes that she releases on soundcloud and yo she's just she's just super dope and so i'm really looking forward for you guys to uh hear what she has to say today and without further ado i'm gonna let my guests introduce herself hey so i'm hope um dj from london um and yeah i'm an open open format dj so yeah, I play pretty much anything and everything. Yeah, from the ends. From the ends, bros. From the ends, bro. From the ends. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, being a, of course, you're from London. Like, tell us what it was like growing up in London for you. Yeah. Um, fun. Slightly overstimulating. Um, mm, yeah. Just a lot going on. So from like, as early as uh, as early as I was allowed out, um, it was just yeah, getting up to a bit of mischief with my friends, like going to parties and stuff, and that's kind of where I developed like my interest for music. Um, mm-hmm. Going to like a lot of gigs, which is such a blessing. Like living in London, there's always gigs. Like we go pretty much, I'd say like two times a week after school, like on a Wednesday or Thursday night, mm-hmm. just wow. gigs and stuff. But yeah, it's. it's yeah, it was always quite fun, like, growing up in London. What part of London is specifically are you from? Um, so I'm from West, but, like, Central West London. So I'd say, like, quite close to Kensington, if you know where that is. No, no. I'm only familiar with the quite south close, of London. Like, okay, fair yeah. enough. Quite close yeah. to, like, yeah, like, quite close to, like, Soho area. Not that far, uh-huh. like, 20 minutes on train. So, yeah, not that far. Tough, 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 London. tough. So you you mentioned before we started recording that it's hot there. I didn't think London got that hot, but it it gets hot hot. Yeah, in the summer, yeah. like mid June to I'd say mid August, it's ridiculous. Like you don't want to be here pretty much. But yeah, yeah. Is it like is it like a humidity type of hot or is it like a dry? I mean, because you guys are like a like an island type beat, so mm-hmm. um, like a humidity. N- it, it ranges so there are some days where it's like just humid but today it's like hot and dry and disgusting <laughs> yeah fuck gross i bet you whether i'm sure some summer in london is oh and i'm sure it's a sight to see oh for sure it's yeah. crazy. If we don't want to be there we're not gonna come there in the summer right <laughs> like it's just too i hot. mean yeah no it's the weather the weather's not it's yeah the weather's a bit much but like there's a lot to do um mm. Really good festivals going on at the moment, and yeah, like you have something to do. What's that really big festival in London that everyone goes to? Um, Wireless? No, not that one. It's um, I can't think of it. I know like Oasis played it a bunch, and like Glastonbury. Glastonbury is that in London? Glastonbury is like a town, like ah, dude. Dumb as hell. <laughs> uh, you're all good you're all good but yeah glastonbury's huge mm-hmm. i haven't been before i would love to go but it's like not expensive and i don't like camping i'm not yeah so is it like a is it like a 
like a British Coachella type beat, you think? Is it more of like that? Ah, I see. Okay. I see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, so I, I want to dial it back to your childhood because you talked about how, of course, when you first get in, start getting into music, like during your childhood, like what like what particular artists were you into currently at that moment? Like, um, so I'm the youngest of five mm-hmm. um, and I've got I've got three older brothers and one step brother. And I kind of just got immersed in whatever they were listening to and whatever they were playing in the house, I would just hear it and I'd be like, oh, and I'd like take a mental note. And then when I got my first iPod, I think I was like nine or 10. Mm-hmm. And like I started to like ask my brothers, oh, whatever you're playing, like just download it onto my iPod. And that's kind of how I developed like my sound and like my taste. It was mainly through them, um, kind of not by choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If it was down to me when I was younger, like I did not have good taste in music. I was like obsessed with One Direction, obsessed with Justin Bieber, yeah. all of that. Um, but they kind of helped. They helped curate my taste. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't like it at that time, but like I'm so grateful now. <laughs> so, you you mentioned yeah. One Direction and Justin Bieber not having good music taste. They're fucking bangers. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, <laughs> Straight oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> I heard, the, I heard that shit in the club not too long ago, and that shit rang off, oh, bro. Like, you're lying. No, you didn't. no, baby rang off. Dude, people were screaming that shit. Oh, wow. Okay. I was putting out some hits at a time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what was your first iPod? Do you remember what, what model you had? Ooh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it was the iPod Touch. So it wasn't like the old school ones. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I was, I don't, wait, I don't know how old you guys are, but like, I, like I'm born in the 2000s. So yeah. I got it when I was like, I think 11. So it was yeah. like 2011 uh, and had like the iPod touch. It wasn't the like nano. Right. Yeah. See, I, I come from, I come from the olden days. I had the fucking shuffle with a stick. Bro. Yes. Oh, really? Rectangle stick. Yeah. I, had, I had the necklace and I would ride around my bike with that shit. That shit was fire. Oh, that shit was so hard. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I used to literally would like clip it on my shirt and play basketball at the same time. Like, That's man. so sick. I always wanted one, but yeah. you know. That's away. But you had the put the the touch that was revolutionary. That was I mean you basically had an iPhone before iPhones were even a thing for real for real. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like other than music, obviously, of course, um growing up, were you what some like uh, were your like other interests like growing up? Like did you play sports at all? Like mm-hmm. so I was into like athletics. Um I'm not really great with like any games to do with like like ball games. I'm really mm-hmm. tall and so people just assume oh yeah like she'd be good at like basketball or netball or like even hockey but no mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was really good with like athletics so I did high jump long jump hurdles yeah good. dude okay. how so wait how tall are you um 510 oh shit yeah you are pretty tall taller than me <laughs> God, my family's quite tall so yeah yeah so you you were doing hurdles that shit scares hurdles are trippy yeah, like shit, yeah. have you ever seen like people do hurdles like in slow motion oh like, a, like they like a don't they like don't jump they just kind of like lift their leg over the thing and then the other one follows it's insane and it's like the other crazy thing about it too like they don't look down at all no like, they look up so like the fact you're running and jumping and yeah like that shit is crazy yeah, yeah. but um yeah not get sidetracked but anyways um yeah no that's pretty crazy um yeah because i always wondered like you know when it comes to the work you do now when it comes to being a dj obviously like you had to have that stem of like that early interest of music but i'm sure that there's other interests that incorporated Mm -hmm. into what you kind of do now so that's why i kind of like asked that question um 
So like when it comes to school, like did you like were you in like band at all? Like did you take any music classes at all when you were in school? I was in, I was in choir. That counts. Oh, okay. mm. um, that's that does but, count. Oh yeah. 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 Or you were alto? You were baritone? You were where were you? Where were you? Where were you at? Alto. Oh alto. hell yeah, yeah. Mm. I played alto <laughs> saxophone for like one and a half years in middle school. I was oh, trash though. Yeah, yeah. It was awful. But um, yeah. So um you mentioned like your family being tall and you are from Europe. And one thing about one thing that I think is really beautiful about black people in Europe is that they have, they know like where their roots from, from Africa. So where is your family originally from and have you been back there? Yeah. So I'm from Congo. So like, Oh, hell bang yeah. In the middle, bang in the middle of Africa. Yeah. Um, but no, I have not been back. I would love to go, but like none of yeah, my can- live there so uh, like, my family uh, live in like belgium france germany and here so yeah. like yeah if i went back it would probably just be to experience it because like none of my family actually live there can you go to the congo though is congo good to go to right now um i think there might be war torn right now well no? depending on where you go I, they probably are but like yeah. kinshasa which is like the capital it's like it's all right is mellow yes yeah tough tough. yeah that's beautiful because i don't i don't know where my family people i don't know where we're from we're just from yeah it's 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 beautiful that's one thing about like i just think it's so beautiful because you can tap in and you know exactly where your roots are from and it's beautiful oh most definitely yeah yeah. and like when you were like when you were like a kid or like growing up being that you know london is so close to other like of course like countries of course like paris and for example um Mm -hmm. Was you and your family very, like, did you guys travel a lot at all? And were you able to see, like, certain things that kind of, like, influenced you when you were young? Yeah, quite a bit. With family, it would mainly be France and Belgium. Family, And, yeah, just to always make sure we were, like, stayed connected to, like, cousins and stuff. Um, but I used to go on a lot of school trips like mm. I think that's one good thing I don't know how they do it in America but like in the UK they always make sure that like in secondary school which is like 11 to 16 year olds mm. um, they'll always make sure that like the year goes on like one school trip abroad to like Europe at least once a year mm. um, whether that be for like a specific subject or if it's uh, I don't know, like an after-school club, and then they'll like take those kids off somewhere for a trip. Um, so yeah, I feel fairly cultured. Mm-hmm. I should in America, we'd be lucky if we were able to go outside for recess. And like, we we didn't go. No way. No, no way. Yeah. Like I think maybe at the most went to was it Jamestown when I was in elementary. Yeah, I mean, I was I, I went to like New Orleans once mm-hmm. yeah because i was in that special academy shit and we went oh, to shit, do different yeah. shit it was yeah it was cool but um yeah 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 damn that's crazy um when was your first introduction to like just djing in general like when was your first experience just like seeing a dj or just knowing that djing was a thing like what was that first like experience for you um it's probably it was my stepbrother so my stepbrother was like an artist um like a UK garage artist in like the thousands um and then when he kind of transitioned out of like singing and producing he became a DJ and yeah so I grew up like watching him go DJ around London around the UK 
coming back and forth between like the UK and Ibiza so like I was used to seeing him and like seeing the grind of what it was like and I was just Mm -hmm. like I'm never gonna do that because that's stress right like you're not in one place for like a long period of time like you're always Mm -hmm. like saying which is cool but you know it gets tiring um but here I am doing it (laughs) I tell you what one of my one of my bucket list items to have go to the sunset sunset set at Ibiza bro I'm sure that shit goes off (laughs) yeah I I gotta get to Ibiza (laughs) (laughs) man this guy man cracks me up um and so okay so that's actually transitions into my next question like now when it comes to you starting your like DJ journey when when was it for you that you thought your thought to yourself in your mind like I want to do this mm-hmm. like when was that first just like okay this is something I really want to go into like this is something I really want to do like when was that for you um I fell into it like mm-hmm. I didn't actually want to do it like I I honestly wanted to be in like an artist singer songwriter um when I was like 16 um so I started putting stuff out on SoundCloud and then all of, did all of that stuff and then stopped and then is, was like, is oh, the SoundCloud still up though no <laughs> no no pull no. it up <laughs> it was like lo-fi like hip-hop kind of vibe yeah um but then I was like oh maybe I want to be like on the back end like on the industry side so then I went mm-hmm. on working like within the music industry like within music marketing and then I sort of just fell into DJing because I had like all of the equipment um, and I had to do like my friend just asked me he like asked me to DJ at like a conference um, and I had all the equipment and I thought might as well use it like might as well make use of all of this equipment that I have so right. I did it learn how to DJ or like learn how to mix mm-hmm. at least um on YouTube and then I yeah did it and then I kind of just from there things just started to happen like slowly but surely started to get like DMs like bookings through DMs um yeah so honestly it wasn't planned <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah shout out YouTube University uh, no shout out real, shout out YouTube Uni, <laughs> YouTube uni bro. yeah learn how to do anything pretty. yeah no for real like, so during that time when you were learning how to mix on YouTube, like, was there any particular DJs that you were necessarily watching or like kind of studying and be like, oh, OK, maybe I can implement this into what I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was I was watching a lot of, you know, Peggy Goo. Yes. Yes. She's fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was watching a lot of her um, sets, Black Coffee sets, still watch all of the sets. Um, and then there's this, like educational YouTube channel called Crossfader um and they actually like teach you how to mix like mm-hmm. from scratch so it was kind of like a mix of those three and then just watching like a lot of boiler rooms as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah boiler room gets when i'm cleaning the crib boiler room just gets put on and Man. i'm fucking jumping around yeah like i can literally sit down and just watch a whole boiler room set and just like not be yeah you can just because everyone's just having a good time and everyone's Bro. just dancing and everyone's lit yeah no everybody's having a good time like even though you're watching a DJ, there's so many other people doing other shit. Like, for example, like the Kate said that he had in like Montreal, you had a white girl just like going crazy. vibing, vibing. Yeah. Other shorty just like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah. it's so, it's just like, it's more than just like 
the person itself like spinning you know what i mean it's yeah. like a whole like thing so. you ever seen the one where virgil and heron go back to back oh no, I haven't seen that. that's a good one you should yeah. watch that one. i don't know you know what's yeah. crazy? I was looking for that same bowling roof set like a few months ago. It's not up no more? It's not up no more. They might have taken it down for a, a little bit, but I don't see why they would do that. Yeah. No, yeah, no, nah, that was a good set. Yeah. And then uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, Tremaine came at the end and he was just Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're just... So, um, when it came to you starting out DJing and just even now, like, could it be very like costly in terms of like the equipment you are using? Cause I'm sure like a lot of people just think that it's like, Oh, it's this thing like, Oh, DJing is not that expensive, but like how much can it be for like the equipment you do use? Yeah. And what equipment do you use? If you don't mind telling people, I don't know people like to keep their sauce to themselves. No, do you know what? The one thing that I've always been like, cause I don't like gatekeeping. Cause like, like mm-hmm. there is going to be a time where I'm going to be old and there's going to be like, young people that want to get into the industry i love but, gatekeeping i love that shit i love it oh no that's a nice shirt where you get that from <laughs> i can't even tell you yeah 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 <laughs> okay. i don't know i just i like to give out free information you know but might yeah. benefit the other person but mm-hmm. yeah so um i was very grateful i didn't <laughs> I haven't actually, I've only started to like pay for equipment, but like my mm-hmm. mom, I, I love it to bits. When I was like 15, 16, because I was like super, that's really when I got into like being interested in music and potentially working in music. She pretty much bought me everything I needed. Um, she brought Hell me yeah. like a computer, like a Mac um, computer, like a MIDI. She bought me the Ableton software. She got me the like the DJ controllers, um, the monitor set up. So she probably spent around five grand or more. Yeah, that's kind I of a quid. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of money. Yeah, you probably you probably don't even need to do that now. If you wanted to start, you could probably. I think Serato um, and Recordbox they even have like the app. Like on, mm-hmm. so you can even learn how to mix on your phone if you don't even have a computer um, mm-hmm. or a laptop. But if you do have a laptop, you don't even need DJ controllers anymore. Like you can learn how to mix. You can like mix with your keyboard if you mm-hmm. can't afford to get a controller. Controllers go for about, I'd like say, maybe like two hundred dollars or like okay. 180 pounds so it's mm-hmm. not even like you get really cheap ones even urban outfitters sell like really cheap dj controllers Fucking urban outfitters dude what yeah, don't they have, they have? Jeez, yeah they pioneer controllers like you can get yes. some from urban um so yeah startup costs if you have a laptop yeah it could probably be 200 dollars. just get mm-hmm. a um just getting the controllers serato you can get for free record box is free as well um if you want like the additional like performance effects and stuff then you'd have mm-hmm. to like pay for the subscription or pay the license in full but right. they have like the basic like needs for free um mm-hmm. those apps. so yeah not that hey, much man. so i was watching the news um a couple of weeks ago and it's i saw that vinyl has become like the number one like has it like it's like the number one way people buy music again. Mm. And so do you ever, yeah, isn't that crazy? I, I don't know if that's worldwide. I know that in America it was like, um, yeah, vinyl has really like come back in a really big way. You ever see yourself maybe DJing spinning vinyl? Mm. I would love to learn. Oh, yeah. 
I would love to learn. Do you know what my dream is? Okay, so my dream is to like learn how to play vinyl. I don't know how to yet, but like learn how to play vinyl. And there is this place, you guys have been to New York, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. So there's this place called Public Records and I've been there before and I flipping loved it. It's in Brooklyn um, and they have like the sickest like vinyl setup, like, and then they've got like a whole like hi-fi like sound system wall that Devon Jars, I think. Um, created Devon Turnbull, um, and it's mm. it's incredible. That's like my yo, dream. yes, public rec. Yo, okay, yeah. last All right. time, last- All right. okay, yo, no, oh, okay, last okay. time, last time I went to New York, I went with friend yeah. of the show Armani, uh-huh. um, and literally went with him and his sister to public records, and like I know exactly what you're talking about because I first went in and I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. It's crazy. The bar is fire too. Like how they yeah. have the bar set up is super fire too. But yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. As soon as you said, I was just like, wait a minute, public records, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a fire spot. Yeah, there's a um bar that just opened up in our hometown called Only You that they only spin vinyl in there. And it's it's a really it's a really dope spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah. So if you ever want to come to Virginia, you know what I'm saying, and you wanna, you know. I'm saying we gotta get the gotta get the hope set, the hope boiler room set. Yay. At mm-hmm. only you. <laughs> Spinning vinyl only. Only dance music. Only. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dance vibes only. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Spin that shit. Run that shit back. Run that shit back. <laughs> now, for you, Hope, uh, mm-hmm. when was your first very, very first set at like an event, mm-hmm. club? You said your homie needed you to spin for a conference, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So um, at my old church, my friend was like, he, he does like the events because they mm-hmm. use so the church, like an actual church, but they also use it for like music events. <laughs> Um, and there was a creative conference going on and he knew that I had all of this equipment but I'd like never DJed before he didn't know that but like yeah um Mm. he asked me because you have all of this equipment like would you like to DJ um and make use of it and I was like oh yeah sure even though he didn't know I didn't DJ I Mm. just tried and then it was from there yeah yeah things kind of just spiraled and it went, it went okay. You didn't, you didn't fuck up. It actually went really well. Surprising. Yeah. Like, I think I was really nervous for like the first, I'd say, 20, 30 minutes. And then, like, because I'd invited my friends, I'd invited like my siblings and like the. Mm-hmm. So they were able to get, they were able to get that, get, the, get it turned for you just, just yeah. in case. Yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really nice to just have them there. And then it kind of just calmed my nerves. And, mm-hmm. I just started playing like all of my favorite tunes and people really enjoyed it. You know, you know, I'm I'm very curious to ask this question, right? Like (laughs) when it comes to being a DJ for you, like when, when you're performing in a set, like what is those things that are going through your mind when you're performing a set? Like, are you looking at the crowd, like paying attention to them, like trying to feel the vibe of the room? Like, are you already thinking like, Oh, I'm a, this is going to be the next song and during the set. Like what's, what are those, like those thoughts that run through your head Mm -hmm. while you're performing um it's mainly yeah it's mainly just sensing the crowd sensing the vibe if I'm like I'd say 50 seconds into a song and nobody's vibing nobody's head bopping nobody's dancing I'm like okay fine I'm gonna I need to switch this like real quick Mm -hmm. um and then yeah if like the next track's a bit more like dancey a bit more upbeat and it's of like a certain genre and like people are vibing with it. I'm like, okay, right. The next three songs need to be fairly similar to this because this mm-hmm. is what's working right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah it's mainly sensing the crowd if something's working keep that going for a bit and then if it stops working just figure out what the next track is sense it if that doesn't work then like just yeah keep I don't know figuring it out no. do, you, do you have like a song that you know is going to get the crowd moving like you know every time you play it it's going to get somebody is going to lose their shit do you have like a song like that um Ice Spice oh, yeah straight up no Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't really play this is so bad like I don't really play like new school hip-hop in mm-hmm. that I don't I kind of cap it at like 2017 2018 mm. I don't know I just I don't I don't listen to like new school hip-hop personally damn you would have but, thought Princess Diana is gonna ring off yeah, exactly. ring off but I, I guess not I thought I was feeling you <laughs> plus I don't know most people like they enjoy that stuff but like I've tried it a couple times. Like there was this one time where I played, you know, Ray? Ray? Lil Ray. Lil no? Ray. no, not Lil Ray. The girl, oh. Ray. like singer, Ray? No? Nah, never heard of her. Like, she, had, she had like a really famous TikTok-y song that was going uh. around called Escapism. And I played that a couple times and people just didn't want to hear like the cringy TikTok popular yeah. things that you'd expect so I was like right I'm just I'm just just gonna stick to like the good good tunes that people enjoy rather than trying to play popular tracks by popular artists at the moment mm-hmm. hmm. so it's more like a, like a vibe thing it's not like a it's really like a vibe thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and so is there a particular um like venue whether it can be in whether it's London or the United in the States, like is there a particular venue or festival that you would love to like, you know, spin it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love to do Coachella. I'd love to like mm-hmm. partner with like a brand and do like an like have your own like a tent in a tent. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, like Revolve. I know Revolve has had mm-hmm. a lot of issues at the moment yeah. <laughs> I mean they always seem to with like their events but like Revolve or like American Express like something like that where I partner with like a brand and mm-hmm. DJ for like their event that would be cool. damn that American Express check will probably go stupid I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. damn yeah no that'd be crazy um and since you know and I want to ask get into the sound kind of aspect of what you're doing currently mm-hmm. Um, Because you do a mix, well, like a series you've started on SoundCloud called like Friday Nights In. Um, And so what came up? How did you come up with the process and thought process of coming up with that? And yeah. Yeah. So it started Friday Nights In like like this time last year. Um, Mm. And yeah, the main reason was I was still working. at. So at that time I was working at like a ad agency, just still Mm. doing marketing. Um, And I really wanted to leave my job um and so I thought right I've got this booking because I had like a another like corporate booking um like in the summer um like around August time and I was like okay I've got this booking in early August um I want to leave my job by like mid-August and try and just go full-time with DJing don't know how I'm going to do it so let me start like racking up mixes so that like I can share it with venues when I like pitch myself to venues mm-hmm. um, to like potentially become a resident DJ at their venue. So that was like the main reason I started Friday Nights in to like start posting um, and just keep myself accountable for like making a mix and recording a mix every single week. Um, also for practice. 
um, just to like get better at mixing. So yeah, the main reason was to keep myself accountable um, and start sharing mixes so that I had like a backlog to share to like venues when I pitched myself to venues. So when you're making a mix, is it like Kenny asked earlier when you're like DJing IRL, are you and you're like filling the crowd out? So when you're mixing, do you already kind of go in with songs you want to add to the mix, or as you're like as you're creating the mix, are you like, okay, this is gonna go next? Oh, this might go next, and then how does that work? Um, so mixing's completely different to like in real life. I I don't know. I try and so I'll do a bit of a crate dig but obviously I'm not actually digging through mm-hmm. I do it like through all of the DSPs um right. so I always be like looking for new music every week um and then from that I like curate the mix so it's it's way more curated than mm-hmm. in real life like you can't you can't curate in real life um you right. kind of just go off the fly but um yeah the mix is all curated um, like I'll record a couple of them and then I'll see which one I like the most and then that's the one I'll end up posting mm-hmm. wow damn that's dope are there any like currently are there any other DJs whose mixes you listen to a lot yeah so I always I always listen to Soul Action I've been listening to oh, Soul Action since I was 12 <laughs> but yeah I always I always loved yeah I listen to Soul Action a lot um I also listen, so there's this radio station called Rinse FM um, in the UK, and they play like a lot of UK-based DJs, um, mixes um, every week. And I listen to, so there's this girl called Kim Turnbull. Um, she's really good. She plays a lot of like Amma Piano, um, Afrobeats and mm-hmm. She has a weird way of like mixing that in with like house. I don't know how she does it, but she does it and she does it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love listening to her. There's this guy called Jordan Vickers. He sometimes does like rinse of them. Yeah, like, shout out. We're familiar. Jordan Vickers is tight. He's tight. He's a good oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh a mutual friend, Tommy Gold, he's also really good. Um, he's a really good DJ. He's just recently done a boiler room as well. Um oh, it's up. So yeah, um, and there's a guy called Izzy Kofi. He's like a producer, DJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's really well, all right. Put me on. Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. And so, what are those like going into the future now? When it comes to, like the next few years, what are some things that you want to take your journey or in like career to when it comes to being a DJ? Like, what are the next things that you see yourself, um, you know, putting out for yourself as well as getting into? Mm-hmm. um definitely want to travel for work like at the moment it's just like London based um and then I have like the one-off like gig outside London like just around the UK mm. um, but that's very rare it's mainly just like bookings in London at the moment but I would love to travel for work um would love to hopefully get out to YP for next year um, yeah yeah is, is that like your if the phone rang and someone was like, I want you to come. Is that where you would want it to be? Is Ibiza? Yeah. yeah. So it would be like work, but also holiday as well. Right. Um, yeah, I would love to do that. Um, I want to up my content game. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like working, because I've been working in music marketing for like mm-hmm. five years, like since I was like 17, 18. Um, I'm so like particular with how I like, 
I have marketed like other artists and stuff so like now with me like I I know what I want it to look like but like I always take my time with it because I don't want to like rush but yeah I really want to focus on like upping my content game and being more you like- and me both sister you and me both <laughs> yeah. no and it's and it's crazy because like you, I mean you have the infrastructure now currently when it comes to how you present um your mixes and everything now so I, I'm sure like as you continue to you know grow your content game as you're wanting to do like it's gonna just continue to look well well and very good um currently before we let you go I do want to ask uh currently um who you can give us like maybe like five or just a few like who are your favorite DJs currently right now they get you to be based in the UK in the states wherever like who are some of your favorite djs didn't right? you try to ask her that did we not yeah. think so. you did he did right i did you did oh damn sorry for the audience at, the at home at, at the uh, yeah as there is one additional dj he's like aha uh-huh. <laughs> there is one additional dj I, want to <laughs> I think he's i think he's korean but he's got like the sickest youtube channel um actually i want to add two that's a lie um so the first one yeah he's i think he's korean he's got like the sickest youtube channel um he's called mind spray um and he does vinyl sessions and yeah just like the whole aesthetic like he films it in like his home studio it's it's like my dream like i I would want his home studio Mm -hmm. um so him mind spray and then bonita music bonita music podcast but they have like a YouTube channel and then he's also on Instagram. And yeah, you guys should definitely get him on if you. Yeah. Well, things. Hey, put us on. You you, you got the contact? <laughs> well, he follows me on Instagram. Hey, so. <laughs> he going to see it. He going to see it. Then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely him. He's he's really, really good. So I actually have one more question before we get you out of here. So you what's the fit if you're going to dj what's the fit looking like are you wearing something light because you're going to be dancing and moving or are you trying to be you know you're a corporate dj so you have to have like a little bit of more like professionalism versus like a club setting i actually don't oh no (laughs) no you can wear what you want um within reason i guess right of course yeah um but yeah i kind of just like i don't have like a separate like wardrobe for it. i kind of just wear what i wear like i'm fairly casual ish I wouldn't say I'm hype beastie like I like brands that are like I guess hype beastie within like a niche but they're mm. not you know what I mean like I what know. no like, like what you know like just brands that you guys are probably into as well like like you know like ALD and all of that stuff like what the fuck is that supposed to mean <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like that those I get you yeah but like yeah, yeah. not yeah. but like within like a certain yeah, I get you yeah, yeah. I get you really get you, you know you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 no I definitely feel you um and all right all right I actually have one last question before we let you go um me and Eli are trying to well we're not trying to we're planning to want to come to London next year and so are we planning Kenny we are we, okay we're, yeah. all right we're gonna plan all right because you know me yes I, I know you but yes I'm I'm gonna definitely plan to go um so what are some spots that you can put not only ourselves, but also the audience at home, some spots that if they, we, when we do come to London, what are some spots that we should check out? Whether it be restaurants, clubs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, bro, this is long. Okay. All right. I'm going to give one for every kind of vibe. All right. So for a food spot, I, 
would say the Blues Kitchen, mm-hmm. but go to the one in Shoreditch because it's such a good vibe. It's soul food. They have live music. I want to add, we just got a Nando's. We just got a Nando's here. So we're yeah. lit. Oh, you guys are late to the party. But <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Have you been yet? Uh, yes, I haven't. It's fire. I haven't been. Yeah, it's yeah? good. Yeah. Kenny, yeah. definitely. You're enjoying yeah, it. I'm, I'm slipping. I'm slipping. I'm slipping. Like a carry on. <laughs> yeah. carry on. Okay. So yeah. Food, Blue's Kitchen, um, like nightlife, NT's Loft. It's in Hackney. Good vibes. Um, really good DJs play there as well. Um, and then like gallery, if you're into art, I'd say. I'm a I'm a Yeah. Maddox yeah. Gallery. I love Maddox Gallery. They've got they've got them around London. So yeah. Um and then just you guys would love this street because it's in the heart of Soho and it's got all oh, of yeah. our favorite brands and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um just go to Soho Brook Street. It's like the heart of like London, good culture, good vibes. And you'll meet like really cool people just like sitting outside ALD or going to like end clothing or cold mm-hmm. bucks. Like, you'll just meet really cool people. So yeah. I'm trying to hit several row, get some custom tailoring. You feel me? That's where I'm trying to go. That's where you're going to catch me. You feel me? Yeah. 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 Penny, that's really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hope, it was such a pleasure having you on today. Um, we wish you the absolute best when it comes to all your future endeavors, when it comes to not only personally, but also with your personal DJ journey. So thank you so much for wanting to come on today. It was really a pleasure. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Perfect. Now, before we let you go, um, for the audience at home, please let them know um, where can they follow you on Instagram. And all your socials and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I'm Hope Engel on everything. So it's H-A-P-E-E-N-G-E-L-E. At the moment, I'm only posting on Instagram. I need to stop posting on TikTok. But yeah. Cool. All right, well, perfect. You heard it from the lady herself. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> you heard it from the lady. Ah, damn. You heard it from the lady <laughs> herself. This has been the Vader Ultra Podcast, and we are signing out. Bye. Peace.